It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What's going on, friends? Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you by our friends at Pepsi made for football watching. Of course, this season has been different, but Pepsi's always here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season, because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. What's going on, guys? Billy Rossetti, SI Panthers, coming at you on a Tuesday. We're going to talk about some positive news regarding some no po- uh, zero positive cases uh, regarding the Panthers. So some good news regarding the Panthers' uh, of potential to play on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. And... We're going to look at one of the most recent mock drafts here. We started talking about mock drafts a little bit, but I want to touch on one in particular. We're going to look at Trevor Sikama's mock draft from this week, which included a very interesting pick for the Carolina Panthers. So we'll get into that in a minute. But we'll start with the positive news of no positive news. In other words, Tuesday, early Tuesday morning, it was reported by Tom Pelissero of NFL Network that the Panthers did not have a new positive COVID-19 test result overnight. So that's obviously great news in terms of, you know, lessening the chance or almost no chance now of an outbreak. We know, of course, uh, there was the report, or at least there were some reports out there that uh, DJ Moore had tested positive for COVID. At least that's kind of what was out there. Uh, but DJ Moore was at least placed on the reserve COVID list, as were, of course, four other starters, including Curtis Samuel, uh, Zach Kerr, Derek Brown, and uh, Shaq Thompson. Fortunately, nothing has been added to that on Tuesday. Again, there were no positive tests overnight on Tuesday, so uh, great news there. Uh, it did turn out, though, that the Panthers did have three players 
test positive. That according to uh, Tom Pelissero, he didn't divulge the names, of course, you know, which is totally understandable. But he did it. He did say three players tested positive. So uh, again, that, that means those players, whoever they are, uh, and I'm sure eventually we'll uh, we'll find out who they are. Uh, but they'll be out for Sunday's game. But a player like Curtis Samuel, who is reportedly on the case, as we talked about, as a uh, a close contact case, he has a chance to play on Sunday. And the good news now with no overnight positive tests going into Tuesday is that it obviously ups the chance. And Pelissero did note that the game is on as scheduled. So right now it doesn't seem like there's much of a chance. Um, you know, hopefully things don't break out again as the week goes on. But no, no positive cases going into Tuesday. Obviously, a great sign that you know things might slow down rather quickly in Carolina, and they will be able to play as scheduled Sunday afternoon against the Broncos. So great news there, and. You know, again, we're still kind of wading through the woods here, but obviously a, a big improvement from what we saw on Monday with the eight players going onto the reserve list. And again, as Tom Pellicero noted, three players actually testing positive for COVID. So good chance. Uh, again, chances up now that we're going to play on Sunday, but we'll see as the uh, as the week goes on. They should be back at practice on Wednesday. Of course, they had to close the facility yesterday, and I believe they're closing today as well just for precautionary reasons. But they should be back in action on Wednesday uh, to start preparations for, again, the final quarter of the season, which is crazy to crazy to think already. So start to get ready now for the Broncos. And like we talked about yesterday, should be a rather interesting matchup. And... Christian McCaffrey will be back, and it's a bit of a, a family affair too. I was reading an article. I was reading Joe Person's article today on the Athletic, and it's you know a rather interesting article that notes about how you know Person likes the idea of Christian McCaffrey getting out there. You know, basically advocating against tanking. Really, you know, the the winning culture now that Matt Rule is bringing. He's not going to allow this team to just kind of turn the corner and just kind of pack it in for the season. That's not what Matt Rule is about. That's not what this team is about. And Christian McCaffrey looks healthy, so it'll be very fun to see him back on the field. But it was also interesting in terms of, you know, for those that weren't really aware, this is um, almost kind of a homecoming for Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, the game is uh, is in Carolina, but the Broncos are the hometown team for uh, Christian McCaffrey and really the uh, the McCaffrey family. Because, of course, Christian McCaffrey born in Castle Rock, Colorado, which um, isn't too far. To, it's uh, midway between Denver and Colorado Springs. So he wasn't too far from the Denver area. So he grew up a Broncos fan. Uh, his dad, of course, worked with the Broncos, won a couple Super Bowl titles there, and his dad now is the head coach at Northern Colorado. So they obviously have their roots in the state of Colorado, so obviously it would have been more interesting if this game, not that it's not interesting already, but it certainly would have been 
just a tad more interesting uh, if this game was in Denver. But McCaffrey will at least get a shot, assuming he's still with the Panthers in four years when uh, when the team goes back to Denver or will you know will play at Denver in 2024. So, but the game is in Carolina and it is against his hometown team. So always, always interesting when a player gets to go up against his, uh, the team that he rooted for as a kid. So just that little bit of, um, extra note there for, uh, for, for McCaffrey and the Panthers. So exciting game coming up. And like I said, I'll, you know, excited to get to talk to Cody Rourke, uh, really get, Really get to pick his brain. Really see what's been going on with this Denver Broncos team. And again, really excited for that edition of uh, of Crossover Thursday this week. So I hope you guys tune in for that. So before we talk about the uh, a little bit of mock drafting here and Trevor's, Trevor's mock, do want to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors. Of course, as always, Locked on Panthers brought to you. By our friends at Pepsi, who of course want to remind you that thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season, of course, has been different, but Pepsi's always here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Because Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through any game day. And because Pepsi is not made for those who play the game, it is made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And our friends, of course, at Built Go, who are here to help you break through your wall, no matter what kind of wall it is. And, you know, I could certainly understand. I've got some walls that I go through as well, and I'm sure a lot of people just get those days. But Built Go is one of the great products out there that help you get through the wall, no matter what kind of wall it is. It's like having a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. So it's natural and better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink, but only getting a third of the caffeine and better results. And the nice thing is it comes in, t- in easy-to-take-in one-and-a-half-ounce packages. So you can put it in your briefcase. You can put it in your, your golf bag or just in your pocket. Whatever the case may be, Built Go is there for you. And it comes in three delicious flavors like peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And how does Built Go work so well? Well, it combines energy gel with collagen protein. And collagen protein is fast-absorbing, which means it gets into my system fast and it's easy on the stomach. And it's loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. It comes in beta-alanine, B3, uh, beta-alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine to keep you going strong, as well as 10,000% of your daily percentage of B6 and B12. And of course, collagen also promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, which is stuff that literally makes you look better. So if you want to try all this stuff for yourself, please go to uh, builtgo.com, B-U-I-L-T-G-O.com, and use our promo code LOCKED, and you will get 20% off your next order. So again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. And let's go to Trevor Sycamore's mock draft that he did just after the Sunday games 
of week 13 and you know he'll he might be adding to it a little bit as the week goes on but we're going to focus on round one and we're going to focus on one of the more intriguing picks in fact if you go check out the draft or uh, the mock draft here right on the top banner of the headline gives it away it's a photo of Trevor's pick for the Panthers at number seven overall and that is BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Here's what Trevor writes about the pick of Zach Wilson. He says, We often look at the draft as a team trying to attack its greatest roster weaknesses in the immediate. But the Panthers are clearly in the infancy stages of a long-term vision. That vision will eventually have them taking a franchise quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater has been good this season. He is far from the Panthers' biggest weakness. But is he one of their greatest strengths? I would say no. I would say he's somewhere in the middle, leaning more toward one of their top positives on a young roster. But if the Panthers surprised and play well, played well this season and won't get any easier to draft franchise quarterbacks in the years that follow, if they continue to get better. If they end up with a top 10 pick, I like the idea of staying one step ahead with a quarterback pick. And just to kind of give a little context as to what quarterbacks were available, he did, of course, go quarterbacks at one and two, which at this point we all expect to happen. Trevor Lawrence to the Jets and Justin Fields to the Jaguars, but no other uh, quarterback picks here. He's got, I mean, really some of the picks in between the Jags and the Panthers really don't need a quarterback. The charge, uh, the Bengals obviously aren't going to take a quarterback at least using the current draft order. The Bengals aren't going to take a quarterback. The Chargers aren't going to take a quarterback. Cowboys might, but Trevor has them taking Patrick Sertain. Uh, you know, for the record, Pinice Sewell and Jamar Chase were the picks to the Bengals and Chargers. And then the Eagles probably won't take a quarterback. They just took Jalen Hurts in the second round last year. And we know now that Jalen Hurts is going to start on Sunday against the Saints. So using the current draft order, we could only see two quarterbacks taken before the Panthers are on the clock at number seven. So they would kind of have a little bit of a pick if they wanted to pick between, like, say, uh, Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or Kyle Trask, whatever the case may be. But Trevor goes with Zach Wilson. And obviously the thing about Zach Wilson, he's had an incredible 2020 season, you know, it's hard to find, it's hard to argue another player that's had quite the rise in his play at college and his draft stock from the start of the season to now than Zach Wilson. Mac Jones I, I would certainly be in that argument, I think, as well, too. I, I know a lot of people haven't didn't really have Mac Jones that high of a, a prospect going into the season, but he certainly played very well. But in terms of draft stock, where these guys might land, Zach Wilson has really catapulted himself, you know, really wasn't getting any first round talk. He was kind of a, I think some maybe had him as like a, a mid round guy, you know, maybe a day two guy. Then he started playing well at the beginning of the season, crept into the, uh, the back end of the first round in some mocks. And now we're talking about him as a top 10 pick. In fact, I've seen him as high as number two. In mock drafts, Dane, and specifically that was uh, Dane Brugler's first mock, had Zach Wilson going to the Jaguars at number two. So obviously it kind of shows the 
differing opinions in quarterback play, but I really, I, I definitely like the fit here of Zach Wilson to the Panthers because we know the Panthers now are going to be a team that are going to want to spread the field and really open things up and you know get a little exotic. We've seen how they move their receivers around. A lot of empty formations, whatnot. They want to try to throw the ball a little bit more. And obviously, Teddy Bridgewater's done a nice job of doing that so far this season. But you get a quarterback with the the arm talent and the athleticism of Zach Wilson in an offense like the Carolina Panthers and a, a Joe Brady offense. I know there's rumblings now that people think Joe Brady's going to be in the head coaching mix next year I'm not so sure it's going to happen this quick you know yeah eventually Joe Brady might become a head coach in the NFL who knows but I mean obviously there's precedent of a team of a coach only having one year of experience in the NFL and being (laughs) being a head coach Panthers are going through that right now with Matt Rule um you know with a guy like Joe Brady though it'll be interesting because he only has the one year as an offensive coordinator And, of course, he's only 30 years old. So it'll be really interesting what his head coaching status is, or at least how he kind of floats around in those talks this this offseason. But assuming he stays in Carolina, you get the Joe Brady offense. You get a chance to pair it with Zach Wilson. I think it's a really nice marriage. You know, it's not like... You can't really sit here and say Zach Wilson's on the level of Joe Burrow, but then again, Joe Burrow wasn't Joe Burrow level until Joe Brady got his hands on him. Maybe he could do that with Zach Wilson. And, you know, you bring in Zach Wilson and you give him weapons like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey and whatever else you decide to do uh, in the offseason. All of a sudden, you're, you're talking about what I think could be a rather interesting-looking offense and a very – you have the ability to really go up-tempo and um, really, really change things up if you can get someone like Zach Wilson in there. I mean, Zach Wilson I don't think is the only quarterback that can do I, – I think the Panthers can go a couple of different directions – if they want to go with a quarterback, I think you can do the same thing here with a, a guy like Kyle Trask. We know Kyle Trask has had an incredible season. Some will argue he's the ha- favorite for the Heisman at this point. I think he would be a solid fit in Carolina. And I mean, we can't forget Trey Lance. You know, Trey Lance, we, we've touched on him a little bit, obviously, so far, but Trey Lance, obviously, he's going to be dinged a little bit just for the fact that he's only played. He only ended up playing one game in 2020, and he he was pretty good in that game, but some will argue he didn't really move the needle in that one game. And we're starting to see in in some mock drafts now that Trey Lance has moved from possibly a top-five pick to maybe a top-ten. Now some have him you know, maybe just inside the top half of the first round, but it doesn't mean he's still a bad quarterback. It's just... We've obviously we see it all the time. Higher quarterbacks and you know bigger school quarterbacks, and especially those that get more of an opportunity, are going to pass you know some of these other guys. And these orders change all the time. 
but it's hard to to say that the Panthers, and obviously it's tough because we're talking about the most important position at the on the football field. But I think we've got a group of some good quarterbacks here that the Panthers are probably going to get their their choice of because they're probably going to be sitting around this spot again in the uh, in the draft. I think they're ultimately still going to end up with a top ten pick, probably. You know, in in the bottom end of the top top ten, because let's face it, they're they're going to end up with double digit losses again in all likelihood. I mean, two of their final four games are against the Packers and the Saints. They'll probably lose both of those. That would get them to at best six and ten. But it's not like the Washington game now is a gimme anymore either. I mean, that's that's definitely a, a losable game. So. 5 and 11. I said this yesterday. I think that's what the record ends up being is 5 and 11, which is about where we thought the Panthers were going to be going into this season. So that should be good for a top 10 pick and that should be good to get them in position for one of these quarterbacks. Again, Trevor Lawrence is obviously there's no chance of that and they're probably not going to take Justin Fields. I still think Justin Fields ultimately will be the second quarterback taken and which would mean he would end up with the Jaguars. But it'll put Zach Wilson on the board. It'll have, it'll put Kyle Trask on the board and a couple of other these other guys. And then, like I said, I really like some of these fits, but especially Zach Wilson. I mean, we've all seen the rise. We've all been impressed with his play. You know, to lead a school like BYU to a nine and zero start, nearly got them to ten and zero with a, a nearly a big win over Coastal Carolina. I mean, that's a, a tremendous season. And we know, obviously, all the touchdowns he's accounted for and really the lack of turnovers that he's had. So he's done a great job of taking care of the football and a great job of really moving the ball and making this one of the most exciting offenses to watch in the NFL. And, you know, I, I think Trevor brings up a, a great point. I think if. Again, he said at the end, if they end up with a top 10 pick, I like the idea of staying one step ahead with a quarterback pick. And 2021 would be a fine time for them to take a quarterback because it's a perfect bridge opportunity, right? You could still play Teddy Bridgewater in 2021. I don't think even if they draft a quarterback in the top 10 here in April, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to have a competition in 2021 now if they do and the rookie takes over then you know all the better maybe that speeds up the rebuilding process but if they give it to teddy well it means the rookie can sit back he can you know watch for a year he can learn from teddy he can learn from joe brady and then take over in 2022 because we know with teddy's contract they can get out of it pretty easily before the 2022 season so the panthers are in a, a pretty good position where I don't think they have to force a quarterback pick, but it would not be the worst idea in the world for them to take a quarterback because him getting the opportunity to learn from this coaching staff and uh, you know not not feeling the pressure of going out there and having to perform, you know, you know, it's not like the Bengals drafting Joe Burrow number one and knowing he's going to be out there or 
the the Dolphins seeing what they have in Tua. I, I get it's again it's going to be a top ten pick, and I'm sure if Teddy struggles, they're going to be calling for the rookie quarterback. But the Panthers at least are in a position. You know, it's not like Teddy's almost forty years old like Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He's still only about like twenty nine. So the Panthers are in a fine position where they can draft a quarterback in the top ten next year, still run with Teddy Bridgewater, still let him take the reins for a little bit while the rookie learns, and then, you know, if if the season somehow goes south in 2021, then you put the rookie out there, you see what you got, and then you give him the offseason, the full offseason as the starter going into 2022, and let him take over the franchise from there. So we've we've said this many times the panthers it's a rebuild process but you can see the light at the end of the tunnel i still think this is a team that the arrow is pointing up obviously 2020 got away from them but we expected this we all we all kind of had a feeling you know they they took us on a bit of a ride earlier this season they got those they had those three wins in a row they were over 500 we started talking a little bit about playoffs but ultimately all things considered i think the panthers ended up or going to end up right about where we expected them going into the season with about five or six wins and another top 10 pick. But like I said, this is still a team slowly rising. And I think within, you know, maybe, maybe not next year, but I still think within the next maybe two years, this team, I think is going to, turn back into a uh, a playoff contender and I've you know said before I wouldn't be surprised if this team is in division title contention in 2022 with the likely changing of the guards pretty much all over the place in the NFC South we know we can feel quite confident there will be no Drew Brees and there will be no Tom Brady in 2022 and you just don't know what's going to happen within the next couple of years with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. So we'll see what happens. But I just wanted to touch on uh, Trevor's mock draft a little bit there. So again, you could obviously check him out. He's got a you know a one round mock draft, and obviously always great stuff by my boys there. And of course, you know Trevor always. Always got to check them out. Him and Ben Solak. Obviously, always go check them out on Locked On NFL Draft. Always a great stuff. Always enjoy uh, getting to talk with them. And hopefully, you know, hopefully get to see them down the line. Uh, Don't know if we're going to be at the Senior Bowl, but you never know. But go check them out. And also check out the Locked On NBA season preview hey you know nba i'm sure a lot of you guys are nba fans two weeks from today is the start of the season two two weeks from tonight the nets and the warriors kicking things off and then it's the battle of the la the clippers and the lakers so the wait of course is almost over the 20 not not that there was much of a wait this last season just ended in october we're getting ready here in december but the 2020 21 season is almost here and the locked on nba podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning on december 14th so that's this coming monday get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our locked on local experts including us 
plus waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from Rejecting the Screen. So subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, you know, and quick shout out to the Charlotte Hornets. I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. Obviously, they've got uh, LaMelo Ball now. Really going to be interesting to see what they do there. You know, this could be uh, another team that could be on the rise a little bit. They were, uh, you know, just kind of outside the line of um, of being able to play in the bubble when the NBA resumed. Um, but still, I think, um, you know, the, the Hornets are going to be a rather interesting team to watch here. So, But if you're an NBA fan, go check out Locked on NBA next week. They'll have you covered with all 30 teams from top to bottom, division by division. So a lot of good stuff there. So that's going to wrap it up, I think, here on the Locked on Panthers podcast. As always, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Really appreciate the support. Uh, of course, always stick it here with this podcast. And of course, uh, looking forward to crossover Thursday. Hope you guys check that out as well. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 